This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. You've probably been told that playing jazz requires great ears. Well, how do you actually train your ears for jazz improvisation? I'm going to give you 10 things you can do coming right up. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We want musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And by the way, we also have a video version of our quick win podcast over at learnjazzstandards.com. So feel free to check us out over there as well. So first, it's important to talk about the two different kinds of ear training that can be helpful for playing jazz. Number one is what I would call ear training fundamentals. Now think of ear training fundamentals as kind of like grammar or learning the alphabet. So a good example of an ear training fundamental would be like interval ear training. So if I play this note, what's a major six? Duh. Okay, that's a major six. So being able to recognize intervals, both descending and ascending. And then there's also chord recognition. Like, is that a major seventh chord or a dominant seventh chord? It's a major seventh chord. And then of course, there's also chord progressions and so on and so forth. And while this is really helpful to have these ear training fundamentals, and it's really going to give you an advantage if you work on these kinds of things, you just have to keep in mind that again, this is the grammar and the alphabet of ear training and not necessarily the kind of ear training that's going to help you make leaps and bounds in your jazz improvisation. So while I wouldn't at all ignore it or cast it to the side, the next kind of ear training is the one I want you to focus on even more. So the second kind of ear training is called applied ear training. And applied ear training is the best for becoming a better jazz improviser. So applied ear training is when you're copying from music that you're actually hearing, you're mimicking music that you're hearing, and most importantly, you're connecting what you're hearing up here to your instrument. We call this muscle memory. So the more we can get our muscle memory and our ears to work together, that's when the magic can really start happening for our jazz solos, our comping, and bass lines and all of that stuff. So with that being said, let me go over 10 different ideas for applied ear training that you can start practicing right away. Number one is to learn melodies of jazz standards by ear. So let's just say you wanna learn the melody of the jazz standard, Just Friends. So what I would recommend you do is instead of going to a piece of sheet music or the real book, actually just go straight to the recordings, get a slow downer to slow it way down and go through and learn the melody by ear. This is the most basic applied ear training you can do, which not only will help you memorize jazz standard a lot better, you'll start building that connection to your ear and your instrument. And really the event of actually the trial and error of hearing a sound and matching it on your instrument 
right? That in and of itself is already starting to build that ear to instrument connection that the applied ear training methods I'm going to share with you are going to provide. Now, if you're one of those people that's like, whoa, Brent, I'd never learned anything about ear before. Well, you're in luck. I have a free guide called Learn Jazz Standards the Smart Way, which will help you learn melodies by ear with a five-step process. I'll go ahead and leave a link in the description or show notes below, or you can also go to learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com and I'll send that to you for free right away. Now, number two is learning a solo lick or etude by ear. So for example, you might hear a cool altered lick like this. Right? It's just like a five to a one. A great idea is if you hear something you like on a recording to stop and try to figure out what those notes are. Now, again, you can use a slow downer, like amazing slow downer to slow that down so you can pick apart each note. But again, what we're doing is we're practicing that, you know, matching all of those notes from what we're actually hearing on a recording to something on our instrument that we can relate to. So just the fact that you're doing this, whether it be a big piece of music like a solo or something short like a lick, this is really what's going to help you really develop that ear training skills that are really going to help you with jazz improvisation. Now, number three is to take a lick into different keys. Take a look into different keys. So for example, you may learn that altered lick that we just learned. But how do we play that same lick in the key of F major? Well, you could play this. All right, or how do we play that in the key of A flat major? So the ability to be able to play something in different keys is not only further helping you internalize that piece of language that you may want to play in your own solos, it's forcing you to use the muscle memory on your instrument, your knowledge of music theory, like what notes are in the key of A flat major and the sound that you're hearing in your head. Because once you've already learned that lick in C... Right, you already have those sounds, but to translate that into a different key, it sounds different to your ear because the notes are different, but the melodic phrase is the exact same. So it's just another way to rearrange the puzzle pieces, which will further strengthen your ear to instrument connection. Now, number four has a lot to do with if you're playing an instrument like a guitar or a bass, but this could also apply to other instruments as well, which is play a piece of music or a lick, for example, in a different position. So one thing that might happen is if you're playing a lick like this. Now this is a great Jim Hall 2-5-1 lick. sounds great, but one thing that can happen, especially if you play an instrument like a guitar, which is really a patternistic instrument, is you may get locked into the muscle memory of that, and it becomes more heavily skewed towards the muscle memory side than the actual ear side. So what you want to do is try doing it in a different position. So for example, let's try playing it on a different part of the neck. So that's another place on the neck I can play it in. Now that's in the same octave. Let's try taking it up an octave. Right? So just by taking that into different positions on the instrument that I'm playing is helping my 
ear really, really lead rather than my muscle memory leading, which is something easy to do on an instrument like the guitar. So make sure you're taking things into different positions on your instrument as well to make sure that we're not losing anything in the cracks. Now, number five is singing and then playing. So perhaps you've been in the car before or walking around and you can hear a great jazz line in your head. Well, what you can do is confirm the music that is in your head, which by the way means you've internalized something and try to translate that to your instrument. So for example, I might be hearing a line like right? That's a very classic beboppy line, Charlie Parker, and try to figure that out, right? And it might take you a few tries and trying to find the first note on your instrument, but this is another good practice that you can do is sing something and then try to play it back. This is also called melodic dictation, when you hear something and you go ahead and try to do it right away. It's also kind of like sight reading, but for ear training, right? So you read a lot of music to try to get better at reading. Well, you just simply translate things that you're hearing to your instrument a lot to get better at that side of things. Number six is composing your own solos. Now, composing your own solos is advice I give my inner circle members all of the time because it's really helpful for you to confirm what you're hearing and work out ideas that you may want to have seep into your improvisation organically. But composing is also great for ear training because it allows you to do more of that practice of taking what you're hearing up here and putting it onto your instrument. So composing is one that will also improve your ear training. Now, number seven is memorizing music. A lot of the tips I've just given you are actually making the assumption that you're memorizing music rather than reading music. You really cannot practice ear training very well and read music, right? Reading is just a totally different thing than hearing music and translating it to your instrument. You're decoding a language, right? That's the written language versus hearing and mimicking something back, which is the ear training side of things. So make sure whenever you're learning a melody of a jazz standard or chord changes or a solo or a lick that you're actually memorizing it, even if you started out by reading it and learning it that way, that ultimately you are memorizing it. It's going to help in so many different arenas within your jazz playing. Number eight is to learn jazz standards and then make sure you understand the chord progressions. Learning jazz standards is the single most important thing that you can do. That's why in my inner circle memory, membership, we learn one new jazz standard every month because it's really just that important. But learning jazz standards is also helpful for ear training, especially if you understand what the chords are. So for example, autumn leaves, it goes two, five, one in B flat major, and then four, and then two, five, one in G minor. Okay. So that's one way to analyze it with Roman numerals. And what happens is the more I recognize the sound of a two, five, one, then I'll hear a tune like tune up, right? And then I'll be like, oh, that sounds like a two, five, one. So the more you hear chord progressions over and over again, that's the secret to starting to hear chord progressions by ear is mostly you've just heard a two, five, one so many times. You've heard a one, six, two, five so many times that when you hear it, you just know what it is. Now, number nine is to play along with jazz records. So this is where you're throwing on your Charlie Parker, your Michael Brecker, your throw in the 
blank of what jazz musicians you like to listen to, Herbie Hancock, and you're literally just playing along with them. The benefits of this is a lot more than just ear training. However, one thing that is helpful is you're reacting to what the musicians are playing. So you may hear Herbie Hancock play a line or you may hear Wynton Kelly play chords in such a way that causes you to improvise and react a certain way. Or maybe John Coltrane plays a high note. And so then your next thing that you're going to play is a high note. So that's also applying what you're hearing to your instrument more ways to practice this exact same skill. Now, number 10 is to improvise free. And when I say free, I just simply mean improvise without the constraints of chords or chord progressions. It could be whatever you want, does not have to be avant-garde. But an example would just be like this. and just let my ear lead the way to make melodic resolutions. So whether I'm playing in the key or outside of the key, I'm practicing the act of my ears guiding where I can make resolutions to notes that sound pleasing to my ear. And the more that you do that, the easier it gets to actually do that when you apply it to actual chord progressions and chords where there are actual playgrounds that you're trying to play in. So that's all for today's quick win episode of the podcast. Hope that you found this helpful. Hope that you take action on this today. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.